Hello, this is Dustin from Elder Eye Entertainment, and I want to welcome you to the audio version of The Velvet Lodge, our cinematic horror actual play miniseries. The Velvet Lodge airs every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on our Twitch channel, and you can also watch the video on demand on our YouTube channel with new episodes releasing every Friday. Now, we hope you enjoy your stay at The Velvet Lodge. Warning. The Vela Laws contains vulgar language, disturbing audio, and descriptive imagery of violence, body horror, gore, vermin, manipulation, anxiety caused by trauma, and death that may be upsetting to some viewers and listeners. Audience discretion is advised. Some creatures survive in the freeze, in the dark, a place where a hunter cannot live. The rational thing to do is pull that prey into the light, into the air where they won't survive. Fins fluttering in desperation, lips pierced with metal and eyes wide with fear of a world they cannot breathe in. Some creatures are wise though, and they know what you are. In those moments of being torn from the water, they know what a hunter is. A habitat. All the elements these creatures need to thrive inside of us. The wet, the cold, the darkness. Any angler knows he's a hunter. That is until a beast comes along and lures you into becoming prey. Happy hunting out there, folks. And we hope you find some warmth and comfort here at the Velvet Lodge. Welcome back to the Velvet Lodge. After you have placed the ice dagger inside of the velvet lined box, you watch as it closes gently on its own. And for a moment, it's silent before it opens again, seemingly on its own. And inside, Well, what, what, what is it? Oh, sorry, everyone. Um, it's a, it's a fish key. You said... Is it a fish or a... Oh, no, yeah. that, that's definitely a fish. Coming out you of said water. said your friend was a fisherman? Yeah, or else a fisherman. A uh, fish. Fish is. What room is it? The bathroom upstairs. Oh, gross. How appropriate. Wait, why is that appropriate? What do well, you know about my friend Earl? I, I know nothing, but I figure if I'm gonna go fishing anywhere inside of a house, it'd be in a tub. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe I'm just thinking about other things. I don't know. Um, now that we have a moment, we've been lured here, obviously. That much is clear. I would have asked before entering that other room if we thought the people that brought us here were responsible, but that didn't look like someone who was happy to be here. I'm not saying we're not opening this door and going to see what's gonna happen, because mm -hmm. I want to see, but we need to be careful more than just about traps, but about this whole place. You know, that's something that's really been Itching my noodle here. So all of our letters say the same thing, but they have this same like veil of secrecy. So then why are they all identical? Because like, I mean, I don't know your friend, but this doesn't entirely sound like Earl. They weren't written by our friends. Exactly. No. 
but that's Earl's signature. It's a little crappy like it always was, but it's like a call for help. It's a call for help, but don't tell nobody. They could have lured us here any other kind of way. This, it sounds genuine, but like genuine in a way that don't make no sense. I've been thinking of a few different possibilities. Maybe they were doing something else, the, the people who were at this lodge and then got caught up in their own traps. Or this monster that they were warning us about has now started doing something. The letters, are they typewritten except for the signature? Yes. So anyway, I could have typed them. Exactly. But they knew us well enough there's nothing specific about me and mine. No, but it's got the like, you know, your skill, knowledgeable. I'm sure Earl had a lot of friends. I am not the first person you call in a fight. I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, maybe, maybe for a creep down the street, but not like for a monster. So they really had to know how to dig through Earl's address book to grab me. I'm confused as as to why I'm here as well, because I have very little actual hunting experience or expertise for trying to kill what you would say a monster. Well, normally, if we were talking about going outside with a gun, you know, like you now have, mm -hmm. but this is very obviously something different. This is not, or maybe it is a monster with teeth and claws and I am just going to throw out that monster may not be a metaphor after what we saw in that room. Yes, oh. that woman's head was a V. I was never using monster as a metaphor. Ah. No, it, there is a Oh literal... no, I came because I thought the monster word in here was real. I thought my friend was suffering from delusions. Do you think maybe there's like some kind of a code or? There were a few phrases that seemed a bit oddly put together. I just figured we need to be a little more careful. And by careful, I mean just aware that we're walking into traps. Yeah, careful certainly a word for you, Eliza. I agree. Uh, how much interaction have you all had with your friend who sent you the letter? I mean, not much recently, but a lot. We, he was my boss's friend, so we always went on the same fishing trips because somebody's gotta keep the clothes dry and keep the beer warm. <laughs> I've known Augustina for a while. Uh, we knew each other getting married. I actually came here because she wrote my married name on the envelope, but my husband died a little bit, a little bit ago. Hmm. I'm sorry. So I'm confused as to why she doesn't know that. Well, I guess that's one in the column for it's not our friends. I've only corresponded by letter. I would say we are close, but... My nightmares have personified themselves into this beast. What would be scarier if you were a trapper than being caught in your own trap? That is horrifying. What would be the most horrific thing for someone who's a fisherman? You'd, you know your friend best. Drowning. Or being caught on his own hook. He did that one time, fly fishing. It was hilarious. I mean, none of that sounds good. No. Or being bait for something bigger. I don't like that either. That woman in there that I, I totally remember the name Sunita. of. Sunita. Sunita, yes, thank you. She, while she was the trapper surrounded by her traps, it seemed like she was still very much afraid of a very specific thing. That she was, I think she was trying to keep something out. 
Yeah, she wanted us to leave because a bad thing was was existed. So I think something about the letter is true. I don't think it would be weird to just pull all of us here just to kill us. But it makes sense now why she might not want to tell us what was going on. Because if this thing is pulling out nightmares, maybe knowing about it is causing. Causing. There's, there, there's something to explain all this. Yeah, a monster. And if it's a monster, we kill it. Monsters aren't real. Some oh, they new, are. Some new animal. Monsters are very real, okay? I read a lot of books. I have encountered things. Things that are not easily explained, that I have been trying to figure out, but the explanations are not gonna be found easily or on this world. There is always a logical explanation for the things that happen in this world. Oh, you're one of them. Logical does not mean not fantastical and horrifying. Sometimes the logic is that monsters are real, okay? So how did her head warp around an icicle? It was like clay, right? It was. Maybe she's a monster too. Well, if she was, she was trying to help us as... Awful as that Anne was, she she was in her way trying to help us. I want to go over to the piano. Okay. And um, kind of run my hands over it. And I'm going to use uh, uh, the madness angle. Okay. To peer through realities and try to find one where somebody is working the mechanism that makes this piano move so I can see where it is. As you head over to the piano... And you, once again, sort of focus and center on the piano itself and the mechanics of it. Mm -hmm. The other thing that had, that you notice now is since the box has an item in it, one of those keys that had, was unable to be pressed is now permanently down. We have to find all of the things that go in the box. To make the piano move? Yes. So I'm just gonna ask the uncomfortable question. Why are we fucking bothering? Cause we can't get out of here? Because I wanna know what's going on as horrific as this is. You you three are not obliged to come with me, but I, I will go forward. If Bertrand's in trouble, I would like to help him. So you think they're in trouble and not our friends or whatever she was? If they are, they deserve to not be that anymore, at least. I agree. I'm just saying, we've been running in really headstrong <laughs> with no reason. It's a mystery. I I do I love, love a, a good mystery. I just want to make sure she's okay. Let's just say that I, I have more than a personal curiosity here now. I have a very, very professional one. Well, you're a reporter, you said. Yes, I, I, I'm the publisher of the newspaper, yes. Oh. And what kind of news are you reporting on? Like you would say, news that involves stuff that isn't easily explained. Monsters. Are you an occultist? I mean, I guess that would be a proper way of saying it, yes. What's an occultist? Um. Someone That's who a college deals word in the esoteric. That's also a college word. 
Oh. Uh, Magic, which is vampires. Oh, got it, got it. The monsters that we've been dealing with. Like yeah. my books. Precisely. A lot of them have a basis in some kind of fact. Oh, I figured so. Yeah. And you believe in monsters and the Oh, of course, I've seen them. Do you? I think You that... have sons. You believe in monsters. <laughs> Those are a different form. I have a son. I understand. <laughs> I think the long answer, or the short answer is no, I don't. The long answer is I think what we think is magic or monsters are just things that we haven't discovered yet to put a name to. Like, I saw a, a, a very, very, very large bug. This giant insect that had way too many legs. And then it was just gone. When was this? Very long time ago. It was before any of my children were born, so at least 10 years ago. I mean, that could have just been a genetic mutation. Yeah, right. Then I just chalked it up to stress because I closed my eyes and it was gone. Well, I know my monster was real, so I don't know what to tell the rest of you. You saw a monster? Yeah, it was a man made out of rats. Were you... The Pied Piper? Were you drinking? No. I got in a car wreck. I was walking. Oh, you had head trauma. No, car just went off in the ditch. It was fine. Did you knock your head? No. My tire blew and it just went off into a ditch, so I walked to the next city so I could find somebody to phone a truck to come get my car, and there was just this man made of rats. You may have inhaled some sort of fumes. You're really funny, no. There, there is a point in where you have to just take what you've experienced and trust that you experienced it. The creature that I saw... You saw a creature as well? And I'm now getting a little concerned that we have all had an experience like this. Mine was a... I came across a gelatinous being eating someone. Oh. And it turned into a man and walked by and tried to smile at me, and before I could go after it, I had a, a little bit of an accident. But I clearly saw something that may have an explanation, but that explanation may not be something in a science book. It may just be in one of the other books. I mean, at some point, denial starts to sound crazier than just believing in it. If you experienced a creature that you cannot explain, or that you tried to explain away. I will say that I have seen things that were very difficult to understand. That's all you have to say to me. I knew it. Well, now we know why we were invited. Yeah, that is an interesting common thread because the letter specifically said. Skilled and knowledgeable. Yeah, skilled and knowledgeable. Also that you are determined to, and eager to see the job through. Yeah, it's interesting it was sent to us specifically. Yeah, it says a dire need of a person with your abilities. So what kind of abilities are they thinking we got? I'm not sure. I mean, I can type 175 words a minute. That's certainly better than Charlotte. I guess I'm sorry, 175? Yes. Who's Charlotte? You're good. Thank you. I would explain that as a supernatural phenomenon, but maybe you're just incredibly talented. Oh, I like to think so. I can feel things. That's how. That's why. That's why you gasp. Yeah. It's never... Uh, it's always educational. It's like your magic ability. Are you a witch? I don't know if I would classify it as that. 
Once you put a name to something, it comes with all sorts of preconceived notions, especially that one. But no, I get, I get feelings about things. And while they're not pleasant at the time, they're very in, instructional, let's say. I'm worried that we were brought here because of that. I guess my supernatural ability is caring for others. Well, can't relate. Most people can't. Most people are too selfish. I would like to disagree, but I cannot. But that's okay. It's okay to be selfish. At certain times, everyone needs to be selfish for themselves. Given everything else that we've seen so far while we've been here, I, I think it's just another tick on the box of someone's trying to keep us here. That's my point. Like, why? Who cares about some reporter friend, or some widow secretary, some lovely lady, I'm sure, some mom? They said uh, they needed our ability, which means there is something that each one of us does that makes us useful to whatever, whoever is pulling the strings here. But how would they know? Maybe, Maybe they, they tortured knew. our friends. I was going to say asked. Maybe both. I mean, considering what we found in the first room, that did not seem like a friendly ask. Right. I really wish we'd been able to actually ask him more questions. What Maybe Earl's in his room. Earl. I was going to say Eugene. Mr. Clement. Mr. Clement. I would suggest that you handle opening the door and be the first one in. A oh, friendly I intended to. I just don't want to hold the fish pot. It's gross. Is it wet? Is it wet? It would feel a little wet. Gross. <laughs> I can put it in the lock like this. Okay. You're, you're going to have to turn it, too. <laughs> okay, let's go. Do any of you know how to fight? I do. And I got a gun. I, I have you some. You have a gun? Of course. I'm from New York. I have this gun. Right. I have this one. And I'm pulling out a uh, Walter PP uh, handgun from my purse. I have some minimal experience getting trained how to fight. I feel in a pinch maybe it would be possible, but physically, no, that is not a realm I'm very comfortable with. You did wonderfully in class. Just remember your power's in your legs. I've yet to find the core of that power. Wait, you two know each other? She came to one of my classes at the Y. The training that I was talking about. Oh. It's New York. Everybody's seen everybody at the Y. You are heading towards the restroom, the bathroom mm -hmm. upstairs? Yes. Yes. And while doing that, I'm also going to take um, the food out of my bag and just untie and go. Also, I took this from the dining room table. I read this book one time where they were eating this like haunted banquet. And when they stopped eating or whenever the magic was over, it was all like rotten food. But it's still good. But I don't know. You guys can do your magic thing. Maybe there's something about the food that we missed. What What did you get? An apple, an orange, some grapes. I got this bag too. It's got some turkey, some ham, and some beef. Let me see the meat. Okay. Uh, you didn't happen to get any bread, did you? Oh! Pulls a loaf <laughs> out of her Yeah, give me, give, let me just examine this for a moment because I would love to know when this was made. Oh, work. I am going to use Janice's gaze on the bread. 
because it would have been made nice. by someone. Okay. I mean, I'm just intently staring at this bread, but you'd see my entire body just tense. I am leaning all the way in nose to nose to watch what you're doing. <laughs> so as you take this bread and you <laughs> examine and sort of put yourself in the bread's shoes, your <laughs> eyes loafers. sort of open in this vision. You are incredibly warm. Hmm. Um, you feel as though your body has been deep tissued massaged to hell. <sighs> and yet you feel so fluffy and light at the same time. You're in an oven and you see as the front sort of door, because it's one of the, an older hmm. sort of oven, sort of opens with the two doors. And this person sort of looks down into the oven. Um, you can see it is Sunita. And she sort oh, of, yeah. I think that's, I think that's done. And she sort of looks over her shoulder and you can hear um, another man, this time um, older, but not necessarily the old man that you've been seeing in the visions. And you can see just about a quarter of his face. The only thing you can really make out is sort of this like bushy curled mustache. And he's sort of, yeah, I think I think that looks good. Go ahead, go ahead and pull it and we'll have it for dinner tonight. And as she sort of, you see her sort of stand back again, stand back up again. And this time when she sort of opens up the doors again, you see she has these sort of mitts on over and pulls you out lays you sort of on top of the, um, where a stovetop would generally be. And um, you can also hear at this point, as soon as she places you, another voice, younger in, in tone and feminine, sort of, oh, don't leave it there, Sunita, it's gonna burn because it's still hot. And she, I'm not a baker. She <laughs> picks you up again and brings you over to another stone. You seem to be in some sort of kitchen and it's nicely laid out, um, but there's not a ton of cooking ware here. Like there's probably enough to make a little meal or um, heat something up that's small, but not anything that would, that would really warrant the kind of meal that you saw earlier. From the door that you can kind of see off to the left of your vision, that same older man sort of opened and, are we about ready? We got guests coming. And that's where your vision ends. <sighs> I think she's And you done. see, I am in your faith. There's that gasp. This is at least more pleasant than the last couple of times. I think it's just regular bread, but they just made this this morning. I should have thought ahead about it, although that would have been- pretty good. You want some? Actually, now that I think about it, no. Okay, it's more for me. The vision can come from any time, so you're not sure if it mm. was this morning that it was made. You just heard Sunita say that it was, or whoever it was say that it was tonight. Okay. Now that you have exited the room, if any of this food is eaten, please let me know. 
I just ate the bread. As you eat some of the bread, you gotta stop eating things. No, I'm here for it. Listen, there was a reason I didn't eat it, but it had That's nothing to do. That's too bad because it's my solace trigger. Oh, it's not necessarily bad. It doesn't feel stale, and it's not bad bread either. There's just something that seems to be in it that you can't quite pinpoint that gives it just an odd sort of strange flavor that you're not super familiar with. They added sugar instead of salt. I am examining the meat. Okay. Um, I want to determine what the the source of the meats are. The source of the meat? Yeah. I'm just doing like a, a medical examination on okay. the meat, basically. You don't want to become meat? <laughs> I do not want to become meat. <laughs> Please roll for me an acumen or intuition. Okay. We'll say wit for the skill. Two distress dice. Because it's one for every two minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One hit and a four on a distress dice. Similarly to when I think you ate some as well, mm -hmm. um, you're able to kind of determine that this is a gamier meat, mm -hmm. um, and it feels like it's been carved off of something that is larger than like an elk or a moose. Again, it feels kind of like the skulls and the taxidermy in the house. Of they are just close enough to animals, mm -hmm. but then something is there's an element of it that doesn't make sense for that beast. Maybe don't eat the meat. Oh, I already ate some. I will say because of your position and your background, mm -hmm. the other thing that you can sort of tell about the meat as you're examining it, but something has been put in this to preserve it. This is interesting. What? There is something in this, this meat should have been broken down more than it is. There's something here that's Preserving it. Like salt? Not salt. When you tasted it, what did it taste like? Just tasted like weird bison. I guess we could ask the tanner when his door is open. Hopefully we can just walk in and ask. Um, well, let's go see potentially fucked so up Earl. Head up the staircase and towards the upper level bathroom. You all have gained an hour <laughs> because of... Uh, kind of a traumatic event happening. A little bit. Um, uh-huh. A little bit. So going forward, every catastrophic failure that you make will add two minutes to your clock. Oof. No. Okay. Um, is the smell of rot still in the house? It, it definitely still smells that way. How old does it smell? Make a, I would say acumen or intuition again. Okay. You could choose to use Vigilance or Wit on this. I will use Vigilance, please. Okay. I am going to spend nine seconds to add 3d8. Five, six successes. As you're sort of climbing up the stairs and sort of reaccustoming your nose, something that you notice up here is that the rot is still fairly present but not as bad as it was on the lower floor. The other thing you're noticing up here is that smell of when a bunch of insects 
dye in one area. Okay. That sort of smell is more present here. The rotting of like a meat or a corpse of the lower level sort of shifts to almost more of a rotting fish or... It's the kitchen downstairs. That's where the smell of rot's coming from. That makes sense. And up here... What? It's more, well, fishy, but there's a scent of... Do you... Have you ever been around um, um, a, a lot of dead bugs? No. Can't say that I have. There's there's this that. sort of earthy, um, dusty smell that you get uh, when there's when there's a large number of uh, bug corpses, um, and I'm picking that up up here, which would make sense because the fly. Your friend. Oh, the taxidermist. Yes. Is that up here as well? It, that room? Yes. That would make sense then. And she the truffle room. She loves bugs. You said she, she works on dead bugs. Yeah, she likes doing her work on dead bugs and animals. Because you had such a, a good success, mm -hmm. you can also just barely make out a little bit of that, like, moss-covered forest in mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. but it's very, very faint compared to the other smells. There's... Something else. Vegetation. Is your superpower your nose? Like a regular bloodhound. Not, not, not a superpower. I've just, uh, there's a lot of smelling scent involvement in what I do. Oh. I think the difference between that and a superpower is just done it so well that the rest of us can't. You mentioned the meat smell from downstairs is coming mm. from the kitchen. Is the kitchen one of the rooms that- It is. We're supposed to go to? Mm-hmm. It's the room that has the stag. Oh. So everything's dead in every room we got to. Not necessarily. Well, it's a hunting lodge. Most things are going to be dead here. Hmm. I don't know. Here goes nothing. Get cracking, birdie. You know what? Be ready for anything. Going to cock my gun. <laughs> Wait. I already turned it. Shh. I'm just... <laughs> okay. Well, when you say I already turned it, she just goes. Beverly, I got you back. And I have the hunting rifle no, from downstairs. I was downstairs. going to go get a light source so that we had an independent light source. But it's all right. Open the door. You can see here as well that familiar sort of gold frame outside of the room here. At the bottom, in the similar sort of plaque style, it says Earl Clement, the angler. And um, you can see from the portrait of him, he is a handsome, dark-skinned man with this very impressive height and build. You're obviously the most familiar with him, um, and he's sort of very proudly holding a fish and a pipe in his mouth and a fishing pole in the other. He looks quite dashing, in a way. And I wonder, since I do have a photographic memory. Does that person appear in any of the visions that I've seen so far? One where Sunita was making the knife. There were four figures sort of standing in front of you. The build of one of them looks familiar to this man. Okay. Um, and then while you were in the kitchen as bread, um, you also recognized probably the back of this man's head standing sort of on the other side of the kitchen. 
Okay. Um, just, oh, that's Earl. And he's so handsome. That's why I call him Earl when he's not around. Very handsome. As you have clicked the key and you hear the familiar sound of the lock turning over, the door opens and you feel immediately, unlike, <laughs> unlike the first room, the dining room, how there was sort of that nice warmth within, here it is jarringly cold, a sort of breeze hitting you as you open. And it feels moist for a moment before sort of drying over in this like wave of frigid air. Below you, a checkered tile floor is sort of cracking and ruined with water. And you can see over it as well, like slick ice sort of covering it. Where the door is to the right, um, where the sink sort of lies, is a large pit almost, like a hole, where you can see water has sort of frozen over and it's just dark beneath this sort of ice here. Does he fish in Minnesota? I'm sure he has once or twice. Ice fishing. How big of a hole is it? Probably about four feet by four feet or well, so. Well, that's bigger than ice fishing. Ice fishing, you really do no more than... The bathtub, this rich green color, next to it on sort of a stool sits a disheveled looking sort of figure um, their back turned to you, and as you enter and the door opens, are you stepping inside? I am going to stay in the doorway. The, this door opens into the bathroom, or mm -hmm. yeah, so as we walk in, I'll be the last person in. Okay. And I'm going to intentionally stand in the doorway with my boot kind of blocking the door just to avoid what happened the last time, and also because I don't want to actually walk into this room for reasons. I'm going to walk in, gonna still cocked. Mr. Clement? I'm following behind Birdie with the rifle <laughs> in my hand, breathing heavy. <laughs> I'm examining the room. Okay. Walking in and examining the room while they deal with the person. So as you two sort of step probably the most in, mm -hmm. um, you can see um, Earl's back sort of turn away from you and this... Um, long fishing pole extending from his hands and it's just plopped into the ice of the bathtub. The bathtub is filled with this murky sort of greenish bluish water with sort of a layer of ice over the top and sort of like filleted fish just sitting on top. And the one little pocket where there's just water is his fishing line sunken. Can I activate Oasis? I have a feeling this water's diseased, but can I see if it's also like poisoned or if there's anything specifically wrong with the water that he has this fish coming out of? Tainted water. Okay. <laughs> Do you have to be touching the water? Uh, not for this part of Oasis. Okay. So as you are trying to sort of ascertain the physical properties of this water, you don't get the sense that it's diseased, um, and you don't necessarily get the sense that it's poisoned. What you do feel, though, is the water that is living in Earl 
is something's wrong with it. Hey. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it a, a mother's intuition. But something is at his core wrong with Earl right now. Oh yeah, very much so. Mr. Clement? The heavy build sort of just continues to breathe. And it's sort of this, not necessarily ragged, but almost strained sound as he's sort of just sitting there waiting for his line to move. Mr. Clement, it's me, Bertie. You know, Mr. Mr. Johnson's secretary. Uh, it seems like like I got a letter from you, but I think it wasn't really from you. But I think you might be in a spot of trouble, and you were always kind to me. So, as you're walking over, can you please make me either a coordination or intuition for the attribute? I would say reaction or vigilance for the skill. I'll take reaction uh, and upgrade one. Due to my athletics. Go for it. Uh, common success. So as you're sort of walking over, you feel your steps for just a moment before the ice is catching your feet just a little bit. And you sort of are beginning to slide and you kind of catch yourself. But as all of you are standing watching, you begin to realize how slippery the probably the entirety of the floor is, as Bertie sort of, are you cusping around to his face or are you staying behind him? I'm staying behind him. I'm gonna- And making making sure I'm staying out of arm's reach. So I'm gonna go around the other way to try and get a look at his face while Bertie's talking to him. Please make me as well, either a um, intuition or coordination, okay. and then composure or you could do, actually, you could do composure, reaction, or vigilance for trying not to slip. I'm going to use uh, six seconds to give D8s so I don't fall. Gotcha. Why would you say that? I might fall. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 no. That's a common success. Okay. So as you're um, sort of... Uh, flanking around the other side, you also are sort of like, oh, oh. you're aware of the ice, so you know that it's there and how slippery it is, so you have a little bit of um, an advantage having seen Birdie also like beginning to slide, but both of you are kind of able to make your way. You're you're both okay. You're still sliding because mm -hmm. there's not really any stopping it, but um, you make your way over his face Though he is still fairly large in stature and build, that similar to Sunita's from her portrait in the hallway is a bit thinner and almost more gray in undertone. Give you a look of like, uh, yeah. Like corpsey gray? Possibly. Okay. Yeah. You also see now that you can see his face on the one side having been covered by the sort of hat that he wears is a pipe sticking out of one edge of the mouth. And as you sort of flank and you're still speaking to him, you see as almost in like a daze, not responsive, he puts down the fishing pole. And you can see next to his other foot is sort of this big bucket of clams or oysters, some sort of shelled creature. And he sort of picks them up onto his lap and begins carving them open and throwing them in the bathtub. You shelling some crab there? 
Mr. Clement? He left his fishing pole. Yeah, it's just sitting. It's kind of like leaned up against the bathtub. Uh, can I grab it and bring it to my side of the bathtub? You reach over and you pick up the fishing pole and you bring it over to your side. And for a moment, you see his gaze sort of look up at you and another sort of really dull puff comes out of the pipe. And he sort of turns and his back looks directly at you, Eliza. And he sort of, before going back to the oysters. I think we're going to have to close the door to get any answers. I think you have to come all the way in. I think you're probably right, but you know what? Would you hand me that pole first? Yeah. I start walking and unwinding it, keeping it in the water, because I don't trust Earl. I don't know what's on the other end of this. And I'm undoing it as far as I can go, and I bring it to you at the door. And I'll take it. And he hasn't responded yet for me taking it? Are you in the room? I've stayed where I am. Okay. I will say as you take it. Yeah. And your foot is still in the door. The bathtub, which you two are now in, you see the line jerking up and down, and it's trying to pull you in. It doesn't like you. I don't like this room either, but I guess if you're right, and I will step in to let the door close. Okay. But I'm going to continue to hold on to the pole, and as soon as the door is closed, I want to use Janice's gaze on it. <laughs> as you leave your foot from the door, you, are, you're still hanging onto the fishing pole? Yeah, because I got to touch it to do the thing. Okay. As you kind of pull yourself away from the door, you feel that tug on the fishing pole as it begins to rapidly reel itself in. But it's still stuck at the end of the bathtub, so it is forcing you towards the bathtub. Okay, then do I have time to not do Janice's gaze, or have I called it and it's happening? I will, I'm okay either way. I will say, when you use Janice's gaze, I'm. I don't think that you have the most capacity for other things. So you Agreed. could choose to use it, but you might end up in the bathtub. Then I'm letting go of it. Okay. <laughs> nope, nope, then I'm not. Then as, as soon as I've made that decision, um, uh, door starts to close and I'm like, um, nope. And I let go of it. Okay. Does it start sliding? Yeah, so as you are sort of like, nope, and you let go of it, it rapidly kind of reels itself back over to where the two of you are near the bathtub. And before it sort of plonks into the ice, you see as his hand reaches out and grasps onto it. And he sort of pulls it back, blinks for a moment, sort of, Birdie? Hi, Mr. Clinton. I got Yoletta. I got Yoletta that said to, you needed some help. Who, who are these people? They're friends of other people. Don't mind them. I'm here for you. Why are you here? You sent me a letter here. You're in trouble. Yeah, you said, you said that you saw a monster. You never looked so, so closely into the eyes of death. And, and you needed my abilities. To help you. Birdie. I'm an angler. 
I don't write like that. That's very true. I wasn't going to insult your intelligence, but this was a little bit above you. No, no. You're... Y'all are not supposed to be here. You're... I know it's a secret club, Mr. Clement, but... I thought you were in trouble. What did you see? Please make a... We'll say charisma, and you can pick either empathy or manipulation. Can I assist by giving them six of my seconds mm -hmm. and so going to D8? Yeah, and mm -hmm. going. Um, we already met Sunita, and I'm friends of Augustina. We know something's going on with all of you, and we're here to help. Where's the monster? Um, phenomenal success. Okay. Ooh. So as you ask this and sort of look into this man's eyes and all of you are sort of speaking in um, confidence of Nicolette's question, he sort of, I, 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 I can't, I can't explain it. It's not, it's not any of this. It's not, it's, it's too, Y'all have to leave. I, you can't stay here. That is no longer an option. We can't go anywhere. Listen, Mr. Clement, we are snowed in, so we have to stay here. So you need to let us help. Sunita dead? Yes, she's dead. Um, no. A big icicle thing went through her head. She might as well be dead. That's fair. What is your nightmare? As you say that, I need you to please add a minute to your clock. Oh. <laughs> when you say it, you see under his skin movement. This sort of crawling scattering over the neck and chin. Look at these things here. And he's pointing to the bucket full of, um, full of different clams and such. And he's sort of, all these things live where it's dark and it's cold and it's wet. Who's not to say that that ain't all of us? That's very philosophical of you, sir. And I'm going to reach up and hold his hand. As you sort of reach out and grab his hand, you feel under the skin that similar sort of moving, almost like his veins are full of something hard and small. And as you do this, the bathtub beside him the water is sort of vibrating softly and you're close to it, correct? Mm -hmm. On your side, you see on the edge of the tub, this sort of tongue looking appendage slap its way onto the side before another one and another one continue. And it's all coming out of the back of this little oyster 
And as they start kind of crawling up, Bertie, you see sort of in the eyes, in the irises, a moving figure swirling back and forth. Mr. Clement, there's something in you. I think you know that. Yeah. So what is it? I don't know that. And it can't get to you, or any, I don't know y'all, but you can't, you can't stay here and you can't finish what he started because he was too confident. And you now are seeing as a swarm of these clam-like vermin are crawling their way uh -oh. Up the sides of the bathtub. Is it coming out of the water? It's coming out of the water. Can I roll academics to see if these are saltwater creatures? Sure. Okay. I would say acumen or intuition. You've got about 0.5 seconds. <laughs> you tell me what you want to use. Honestly, just straight up wit okay. makes sense to Go me. For it. And then upgrading it with academics. Okay, a uh, complicated success. You're also, are you also using your ability at the same time? Not yet. I was going to try and ascertain if they were salt and gotcha. then try gotcha. and do that. Okay. You sense that some of them would be in salt and some of them would be in fresh water. Okay. Um, also because of the environment that you're in, typically ice fishing is done over lakes and mm -hmm. those sorts of things. So you would assume that some of them are freshwater and some of them are saltwater. And so they are crawling out from a hole in the tub ice water. In the water. bathtub currently. Uh, so given that swarms of vermin is my trauma trigger. Oh no. I'm going to clutch even tighter to Mr. Clement's hand and put my other hand on the tub and use frostbite to freeze everything in the tub. Okay. I have to take a minute for that. That's cool. Um, a sheen of ice goes over everything. They are now vulnerable to shatter, and they take two damage, ignoring armor. Looking over at the image that is very similar to what has previously <laughs> made you so afraid, your moment of courage, you continue to grasp... Oh, courage. Well... <laughs> <laughs> You know. Desperation. <laughs> Panic fight. <laughs> Either way, um, your grip sort of tightens on, on Earl's and you cast out this frostbite over the tub. And you see as the couple that were still coming out of that hole are underneath and you see them sort of um, almost like just retch away in this, um, like when you exterminate something with a gas. It's almost like they fall asleep, but the couple yeah. that have sort of made it past the water are continuing to sort of crawl up towards um, you, Melody, and also a couple are sort of lining the edge of the bathtub and are heading towards the two of you. Grabbing Mr. Clement and and pulling back and yanking him with me. While she's doing that, I because I've stayed back as far as I can after being dragged in, that hole to my right, I'm gonna just glance over. Is anything coming out of it? You can do acumen or intuition. 
You could do, I would say, reaction or wit here. I would love to do wit. That's going to be so much better. Uh, I'm also going to burn six seconds to okay. add two more uh, D8 to this because there are reasons I really don't want to fail this. Wow, that is bad. That's, no. <laughs> that's also bad. That's good. That's... Now the distress dice are bad, but I only have one success. Looking down into the hole, um, the ice is fairly thick. You don't think that any of you could break it. You can see at the bottom of, or floating in kind of that pitch black darkness, something moving this way. And it sort of looks like a giant clam. And the reason that you can see it is a sort of center couple of pieces of almost this pearl-like material are reflecting the light back up at you. There's a really big one coming this way. Really big what? Of uh, one of those things. Whatever those monsters are. It, some sort of deep sea creature. Some sort of giant clam that has tongues and everything. What, his, his fear was this? His nightmare? I, I, I don't know, Mr. Clem. Is this your nightmare? As you're sort of still sitting with him, you um, feel as his hand sort of pulls away from yours as he stands, and you see um, these holes forming <sighs> over the arms and sort of um, these small little creatures bursting out of them, almost like when the tide washes away the first layer of sand and the clams are left behind. And you see as one of the creatures with the long sort of tongue-like appendages is sort of sitting here on the collarbone before it latches onto the neck and almost in a drilling-like fashion begins to dig into the skin. Earl. And he's not flinching or anything? He sort of looks at you all and says, get out. And in a flash, almost, takes something from the pocket of his sort of apron. And you feel as though, similarly to how Sunita did not want you to obtain the documents. Yeah in a desperation, throws it over into the bathtub before. The frozen over bathtub? Yes. Grabs onto his neck. You see as he sort of begins to stumble away from the group of you and begins moving towards the, um, he's actually, he would only be moving towards you, Eliza, because you're closer cool. to the, um, to the pit, the sort of hole in the floor. And as he does, he's trying, he's sort of sticking his fingers farther into his own wound and is trying to pull that creature back out from himself. And as he does, he just continuously is like looking at all of you and just says, get out, get out, leave, don't stay here. We're trying, what, what were you trying to do? His foot 
slips onto that ice that is just next to you and you hear it sort of crackle and spider out. Just go. Grab whatever's in the tub. And you watch as that ice falls away and his body falls down into it, sort of the splash kind of going over the floor here. And now those sort of last little creatures that you weren't able to grab with frostbite are still sort of crawling their way towards finding a new home somewhere. He took something off and threw and it, threw into, it the tub. into the tub. Can I, I'm going to put my arms oh, into the God. tub and at the same time use Oasis to try and clean the water and turn it to fresh, clean drinking water. Oh, nice. Okay. I am going to let you choose Uh-oh. between coordination to get it quickly or resilience to stand the temperature of the water. Oh. And then you can use either endurance, metal, reaction, composure, or toughness. So I'm gonna use coordination to grab it quickly, but also I'm going to use composure to calm myself enough to actually hold on to it as I pull it out. Go for it. I'm gonna bump it three seconds to add a D8. I'm going to move to the door and attempt to open it while they're all in the bathroom. <laughs> that is a, phenomus, a phenomenal success with no yeah. no damage on distressed ice. Oh. So as you standing next to the tub, sort of through the frostbite also that you have also casted on the tub, plunge your hands in and begin feeling for whatever it was in there that he threw. And you're also feeling the sort of rush of some of these creatures still sort of... Are they lightly touching me? Brushing oh. past me? <laughs> yes, they would be. Dang it. That is another one of my trauma triggers. Yep. Mm. And your hands almost feel like they're burning from how cold this water is. You take one point of damage. Oh, no. However, you, with your composure, fighting through that sort of blinding um, pain of being in such cold water, feel your hand grasp around something that feels about the same size as whatever he threw. And you fish this. Uh, I got it. Should we leave? Is the fishing pole still here? The fishing pole is still here. Absolutely. And <laughs> after the frost has stopped, but also now that Melody's hands have been plunged in, you can see it slowly reeling. Does anyone have a knife? Yes. Cut the line. I reach into my bag, pull out the scissors, and cut the line. And okay. as she's doing that, I'll grab the pole to pull it away. Okay, so as you cut the line, you reach forward, pull the fishing pole away, um, you see that it stops moving and the sort of creatures underneath are kind of struggling now at this point. You have also casted Oasis still mm. at this time? Yeah, it's still going. So as you cast it, you watch again in a similar way to when you casted Frostbite about, roll 
Roll a d8 for me, please. Oh. A six. You see as about 60% of them begin to sort of fall and just sort of wither away in that sort of just I guess falling. They, I guess they don't like my lotion. Guess not. Get to the door with that thing. Let's get out of here. Is the door open? The So are you close to it? Oh, no, because I ran and cut the line. So. Okay, so to get back over to the door, let's jump into initiative. I have one hit. Ooh. Goose egg. Three. You ain't going first. I I, I am panicking, so a zero makes true. Yeah. yeah. I hate this room. I'm sure Earl's a lovely man. <laughs> I mean, it's cold. I'm sure Earl is gone. This is not Earl anymore. This is what's Earl left. was a lovely man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, buddy. As you all are now attempting to e- escape out of this room, um, having received what seems to be a important item, you hear as from the pitch black hole a swimming noise the water rustling very very rapidly and sort of violently as grasping onto the tiles that are left there these two sort of um bloated green hands pull this body up and out as Earl re-emerges, but this time something so wrong as his visage is far larger and almost filled with water. You see across his arms are um, smatterings of these holes and out of some of them almost like fungi on a tree or the clams sort of sticking out over the limbs. You can see the back of the sort of head has almost inflated and is sort of translucent and small sort of fish are swimming gently in it. Through the eyes, that creature that you swear you saw circling is now fully just sticking out of both sockets and the mouth, this horrible open maw similar to that giant clam and slick with saliva as he opens it and sort of lets out this terrible screech and you see full in the meat of the inner gums are pearls some exposed and some still covered with a thin layer of skin immediately shooting him once in the mouth and once in the chest, that will take two of my six bullets. Ranged weapon attacks. It is coordination and composure plus markmanship. Yes, and I have a specialty in pistols. And I am spending six seconds to get two D8s on this because I also have distress dice now. I have a four on one of the D4s and a common success. How many hits did you do for that one? Uh, it was two hits. Two hits, okay. Okay, what does the uh, base damage of your gun do? Uh, it was two. So as you um, fire off the weapon, you see him sort of mostly, and almost in this large lumbering way that you 
would think wouldn't be very dexterous sort of moves over and you see it just sort of graze the edge of the skin um, as he's sort of able to dodge just mostly out of the way. Who is closest to him? Probably still me, Barney. She was holding his hand. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he went in the tub. That's right. He went in the tub, and I was still one of the two. I was you. still close to well, him. Well, he yeah. went in the hole in the ground. Yeah, he went in the oh, hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm we, next to him. Yeah, yeah. We had run up to the tub to grab the pole. Right. I snipped that line and got out of dodge. Okay. I grabbed the pole and was starting to. So yeah, that I guess that would make the most sense. So you would be closest. Mm. Okay, so as you're sort of, you fire off these two shots, you see as this, like, he had already kind of towered over you, but now it is even more exaggerated as you are looking directly onto the roof of his mouth as he sort of comes down and tries to, and attempts to, like, bite the side of your shoulder with this maw that he has. If you would like, you can attempt to parry or dodge this attack. I will attempt to dodge. Or dodge, it is composure and coordination plus athletics. I have a four on the distress die and one success, and it is a six. As he clamps onto the shoulder, you feel um, he just crushes those bones and the meat underneath that clam-like um, front mouth piece. He does a whopping six points of damage. As you feel that crushing of your bone and sort of meat underneath it, and the sort of edges of this clam are almost sharp feeling in nature, I need you to make a resilience and reaction. And since he is touching me, I would also like to reflexively do frostbite. Gotcha. I'm gonna spend uh, three seconds. Okay. I'll spend another three another three seconds. <laughs> oh, thank God, an eight. One success? Yes. You feel as he's clamped on, and now that he's so close to you, you can see sort of the neck area where some of those holes are left, and those creatures are kind of attempting to crawl towards you. Um, you will take another minute for your trauma trigger. Yep, 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 yep. But in your sort of desperation, they are not able to infect you. And what does your frostbite do? Uh, it freezes it freezes them and makes them vulnerable to shattering, and they take two damage, ignoring all armor. After you sort of reach out and cast this frostbite, you see as he sort of recoils, and in doing so- Oh yeah, I'm casting it through his mouth. <laughs> yeah, is still sort of clamped on, but sort of like slides the rest of the way off. Um, and that's mostly what he can do uh, for this round. So, Eliza. I have the pole. I mean, first thing I wanna do is try to get to the door and get out of here. Is it open? Making your way over to the door, um, you're still sort of slipping and sliding from that ice. Um, so please make me either, I would say strength or coordination. Um, <laughs> and you could pick a couple of different skills. Probably the, the first would be composure though. <laughs> I just honestly have nothing that's gonna help with this. <laughs> that, that sigh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will spend six seconds to at least give me some dice for a chance to survive. Okay. 
because otherwise it's going to be super bad. Three successes and one uh, on the one d4. So a common so a complicated success. success. Okay. So as um, you go to turn and run towards the door, you still have the fishing pole in your hand. Yes. Um, and you're sort of running with it. You sort of feel that slickness of the ice under you and you sort of begin to like try and slide and catch yourself and you still have that pole with you. Unfortunately, I will say with a complicated success, as you are moving forward, you sort of, um, you don't fall, but the wall that you're going towards, you sort of run into a bit, and um, you feel the kind of side of the doorknob press into the side of your skin. Um, I'll say you take one point of damage, but you do make it to the door. When I get there, I'm gonna turn back towards this creature, seeing the chomp happen, yeah. and I'm gonna yell at it and I'm attempting to basically distract it to give anyone a chance to get by. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm gonna say, you need to let go. You need to just let go. We gotta go. Make a charisma check. I would say you could use empathy on this roll. Okay. And I will, another six seconds. Okay. I really wanna get this. Two successes and one on the D4. The, another messy, what was it again? Complicated success. Complicated success. Or common success. Okay. So as um, you sort of like land next to the door and feel it sort of jab into your side, you sort of turn and look towards Earl who has been just um, corrupted by whatever is in the lodge and you speak to him and you see for a moment the fish that lives sort of in the eye turn towards you and um, Birdie, as you're standing there, puts one hand kind of on your, on the shoulder that he just clamped onto and sort of moves you out of the way and is looking for whoever has the oyster. I currently have it and I'm still back by the bathtub. Yeah, and he is heading, because he would have seen you fish it out, so he he's he knows that you have it and is heading your way. Nicolette? I'm going to yell to Melody, slide it. And I am going to be ready to catch the uh, clamshell. Okay. Because we're going to play a game of keep away. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't know if it makes a difference, but I do have Twilight Beacon. Um, okay, so you're holding. Mm -hmm. Melody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melody is holding this clam that has these like writhing things coming out of it. So she's kind of holding it like an ice cream sandwich where she's barely touching it, and she looks up and sees Earl charging towards her. Uh -huh. She hears you slide it. So Melody sprints and sl tries to slide under uh, Earl because that's what she was planning on doing. For this, probably coordination to make sure that you can okay. thread the needle, essentially. Could I propose something tricky to you? Sure. Could I use manipulation if I make it look like I'm going to hit him? 
and then jump down You're and try fainting. and trick him into thinking I'm going one way and then... You're trying to psych him out. Yeah. <laughs> You've turned this You're into fainting. true ice hockey. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Can I be assisting her since I was planning to catch what's coming this way? Absolutely. Awesome. Technically, you can't do assistive checks in combat, but oh. like, whatever. I am going to add six to give me 2d8 on top. You get two from me. Oh, oh, perfect. And don't right? you get... And I take, uh, what is it? Six seconds. Six, six seconds. seconds. Yeah. Then I will only add three to give myself another d8. Okay. Because I don't want him to kick me, actually. Doesn't that... No, I'm just worried about your clock. Not quite yet. Uh, three, three hits. So a common, common success on that. Okay. So and it does ring my bell all the way to hour three. Okay. As you are attempting to fake him out, and also using your connection to whatever it is that allows you to retry or exert more effort than normal. Mm. You manage, as he's coming at you, to sort of go one way and then trick. And as you do, and there's sort of this like perfect goalie left open for you, you sort of dive under and like nondescript animal in a certain nondescript <laughs> video game. <laughs> slide across this ice in front of you and in sort of this like almost graceful way are heading directly towards you. <laughs> I'm picturing like a penguin sliding across yeah. the ice on its belly. You're sort of making your way um, towards Nicolette and as you are, for just a moment, see in your head a group of familiar looking eyes, the giant insect creature that you had encountered a long time ago. For just a moment, the checkered tiles on the floor almost seemed to make out its image before your vision returns and you're back in the moment. Get up, come on, oh. you need to go, you need to go. I'm so sorry. Party. Time to go. Okay. Would you consider that having used your held action? I, I'm assuming that, yeah, helping her up, getting her back to her feet. Okay. And you, when you pick me up, you can feel with my chest on your chest, there's almost like this rattle that's happening, almost like a rattling wheeze mm -hmm. that's starting to happen in Melody's chest. Okay. Every time she takes a breath. I, I think I recognize what that is. And she stands up and is like, you're right, we need to go. Birdie, moving over to you, you are in the room and Earl's sort of figure has sort of ran away from you. But the lasting sort of image of the swarms of vermin are still sort of layered all over the floor. You'll have to add another minute. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing? Frozen. I'm moving. 
shoulders torn open. There's vermin everywhere. Birdie's not speaking. Birdie's not moving. Birdie's barely there. I'll get Birdie. Get out of the room. I you need to get, get out of the room room with that thing. It's not just that. I take it and I'm going to head to the door. I'll get Birdie. So as you all sort of decide on this plan, you see those small um, tendril-lined creatures still crawling their way over the floor. I know you're all next to the door, but who is technically the furthest from the door? Me. Other than Birdie. Probably me. The two of you. So probably me then. Yeah. The two of you, if you would like to make dodge or parry rolls against the oysters that are crawling towards you. I know you're frozen. Can I assist her in so, like by you know, reaching out and trying to grab a shirt sleeve, trying to grab something to like yank you? Can I do that? You can choose to attempt to try and pull Birdie, but I don't think in this instance you could assist her to make a check that she doesn't want to make or okay. can't make. So if you want to try and fit, like dodge for her and that you're literally pulling her, I will allow that. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Strength or intuition? I would love intuition, thank you. Okay. And then um, probably reaction or toughness there. Could she potentially take an extra because I am in no way resisting? Sure. I am a standing but limp noodle. Nope. <laughs> 1dh to add? Yeah. yeah. On very slippery ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh my god. Oh, no. Sounds great. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to spend three seconds and re-roll three of these dice. Okay. <sighs> How many ones did you get on your distress dice? So all three of the ones that I re-rolled were ones. I re-rolled them again, all came up ones. So the dice have said that this is the way it's gonna work. Uh, I got two successes and two f uh, on the D4s. So I... Um, so that is a complicated success. Because of the ice and the way that you have instinctually sort of reached out and attempted to pull Birdie back, you are... you are able to do so in that you sort of grab onto whatever clothing or arm, whatever you decide and pull. But as you do the sort of force of that movement as along with how slippery the kind of floor is, you sort of reposition it so that now you are where Birdie was. Okay. As your feet sort of fly over the floor in a way. All right. Um, oh no. I will say because of what you were attempting to do, you'll probably take the damage of the oysters instead of Birdie. I got a common success. Okay. So um, you take one point of damage and you would take two. Ah. 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 And they're like crawling on us again? Mm -hmm. Would that initiate my trauma trigger again? It feels gross, but it's not light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of you will also need to make a resilience and reaction roll. I'm glad my hour changed recently. I'm gonna spend one minute. Or a second, a second, a second. thank <laughs> you so say. much. <laughs> uh, three successes, so still a common success. I'm gonna spend two seconds and okay. re-roll two of these. 
Three successes, one on the D4. One failure on the D4. Okay. Both of you are sort of... Um, take a small amount of that, that damage that you'd already previously gotten because you can feel as they pierce that first sort of hole in the sort of leg where you're where they've crawled onto. But as you can feel something worming uh. its way into your flesh a bit, you sort of manage to shake it off before <laughs> they oh, take God. residence. Uh. I just flex my calf and it pops out. Yeah. I do a lot of kicking. Okay. <laughs> I, I remember that I've been told by a friend that I should be using my thighs and I'm gonna use my thighs right now. Okay, then technically we would be back to Earl. The last sort of experience he had was someone diving under his legs and you see in almost like a frenzy, but also with how big the stature is of sort of this wobbling, almost unclear um, sort of movement as he turns and this short movement is quick weirdly compared to the rest of his sort of movements as that fish sort of swims back out of one eye and is now sticking most of the way out and is almost pointed at all of you like the barrel of a gun <sighs> as he rushes forward you can see that he's coming um, so if you'd like to attempt to dodge or parry. Yeah. Um, I will do intuition. And then I guess it would be reaction as I'm dodging. So here we go. I'm going to spend two seconds. Okay. And re-roll two dice. Because otherwise it's going to be a watch. I got one success and one failure on the d4. So zero hits. Okay, so um, you are anticipating that he is coming, but with the slickness of the floor and the fact that you're probably also trying to assist because Birdie is behind you. And I'm still trying, I still got the pole in one hand, so I'm, do, I'm doing this all one-handed. Right, yeah. Um, he did not have any extra hits, so you take the base three damage. Oh. Okay. Okay. Do need you to make another resilience and reaction. Oh. Two successes, one one on the d4. Okay. So common okay. success. Uh, common, common success. Similarly to how you felt a second ago with those creatures crawling over you and trying to infest, you feel as he um, not as terribly as Birdie of the full sort of chomp, but sort of this almost catch in the corner um, quickly as he, as you're also holding the fishing pole and sort of have that arm um, exposed. And as he sort of like um, hits almost like the edge of it and like kind of pinches part of the skin there, um, you can see that some of your blood is starting to run from open skin and those small creatures that are still sort of forming off of him and seeming to come out of his, whatever liquid is in him, they try their hardest to make a, to nest into you and you sort of are able to like shake it off very quickly. Earl, let us go. You said you were gonna let us go. Get out of my face. I don't think Earl's here right now. I don't think so either, but I'm not talking to the fish. In 
response of you speaking, the maw of Earl just opens again and you can see that dripping sort of saliva moving almost forward as he volumes out this like screech yell in your face and you can smell like dirty seawater sort of just emanating into your nose um but you are next you're you're all close-ish to the door so um you would actually be next what are you doing i would like to I guess scramble away if the the door isn't open yet. I I don't know how close because I got the clam and ran to the door. Yeah. So, so is it open? It's not open. Okay. Um, but you're able you're all able to reach it within time to open it. So I think, in a similar vein, if I can, I'd like to hold my action to as soon as the door is open because now you are in between me and the door, if I'm picturing this correctly, I would like to turn and when the door is open, let's go, let's go, let's go! And just like uh, firmly usher. Gotcha, so you're holding until the door's open. Yeah. Then um, Nicolette, what are you doing? I am opening the door and running out it. (laughs) As you grab onto the door, it is, fairly cold, but as you turn it, there is no resistance like how there was in that previous sort of room. And you fling that thing open and book it out. There is no pretense of courage. She is just getting out of the room. Gotcha. So as soon as that door is open, Eliza. um... Pull in one hand, hand on the small, if you're okay with it, on the small Mm -hmm. of your back. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'll just say both of you are able to, you're getting pushed, and Eliza, you are pushing out. Melody. I'm going to <laughs> start moving towards the door, get to the get to the door frame and turn around and have the door handle in my hand and look at Earl and say, I wish I could have met you. And then I'm going to close the door behind you. Okay. Behind me. Oh. As you... Um, close the door, you can hear from behind it that same sort of open maw screech. And then for just a short amount of time, a small sort of pounding, almost like a bunch of small things are being thrown rapidly at the wood of the door before eventually it quiets and there's nothing else. I run downstairs, like not pausing outside the door. I just keep running until I get down to that main room. I am going to approach Birdie. Okay. I'm already digging in my bag and grabbing just whatever food is in there, which happens to be the dining room food. (laughs) And I'm just eating kind of a deconstructed turkey sandwich. <laughs> a little bit of bread, a little bit of turkey, a little bit of apple, a little bit of grapes. Hey, um, baby bird. Ah! And when she touches your arm that's hurt, uh, I'm going to activate Healing Cascade and take away four of your, you. of your damage. And I'm going to look at you and like kind of just stop you for a second from eating and say, 
You did incredible in there, Birdie. That must have been so hard. Not. Oh. Is it still hurt? Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to do it again just yet. But. Thank you. Do you need to take a moment? Just, just a minute. Do you wish to take that moment alone? Oh, I'm fine. Maybe we'll just, we'll just stay here until you're, you're ready. There's, we're, we're safe at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I look back at the door. I look at. Alden. What the fuck was that? That is for the expert to answer. I'm going to go check on Nicolette. You're supposed to have a logical science explanation for all this. What the fuck was that? For the two of you who were hit by Earl, Mm -hmm. I need you to please make a strength and coordination check. Uh Uh-oh. You can upgrade it with athletics. And I will say, as I walk away to go meet up with Nicolette, I will do the healing cascade on Eliza as well. Okay. Having seen you get bit. Yeah. For healing. Thank you. From downstairs, after you, like, yell, you're supposed to have a logical explanation, you hear, Parasites? I didn't believe that, Nicolette. I got one success and one on one of the D4s. I think that's a complicated success. I'm going to spend six seconds to get two D8s. I'm going to spend six seconds and ignore all of the distress dice so that I have one success, but that does tick me over to the next hour. And I spent nine seconds to get one success. Okay. And two of my uh, D4s are fours. As you step out of this room, you feel for a moment, that wound, wherever it was, though you weren't infected, something like water feels like it's living almost in your throat. For just a moment, you almost feel as though this incredible weight like someone has put the entire sea on top of you, lives on your shoulders before you sort of let it sink for just a moment and shake it off. Eliza, on the other hand, you feel that same sensation of some weight, of something in you that feels heavy and it feels like water living in your throat for just a moment and as you pull from whatever tendrils it might be that allow you to overstrain to pull from whatever it is that allows you to go just a little bit further you feel that weight almost solidify like a gelatin before you throw it up in front of you. (laughs) I'll drop to my knees and drop the uh, fish pole and just... And you're looking 
this slime, maybe, in front of you, and it looks familiar to whatever that creature you saw that night was made of. <sighs> and I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna just start stomping on it. No, 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 not again. No, you get away from me. Get away from me. Not again. Everything and, okay up there? And you would have heard I don't have the accent anymore. Get, get away from me. Get, no. You all right there? No. Are you all right? No. We're out of the room at least. I think you and I need to have a talk later. Until the next time, Eliza, that you make a um, advancement to the next hour, you are unable to upgrade your checks or skills because of your aptitudes. Okay. Well, that is happening. As I'm kind of walking down the stairs to meet Nicolette, I hear your voice call out in not an accented voice. I make a mental note of that and I just walk downstairs and I look you in the in the face. Hello, Nicolette. What are you doing here? I'm here to visit a friend. Why are you here? I'm here to visit a colleague. Mm. Perhaps you don't find any of this weird that you and I are both put in a... Oh, I find it very weird. So what did the other two do? I don't know. I swore I was never going to look at your face again. I know. Nicolette, I'm just scared. I think there's every reason to be afraid. I don't know what that was. There's nothing that can explain what that was. There has to be something in what Eliza is saying, Nicolette. I know, I know. No, because there is what's real. And what's real is what we can count on. There's something that explains this. It's not... It's not mystical. There's no mystical arts. Nicolette, I walk over to where I put my cup. I take it. I dump the water out. Nicolette, and I'm going to activate Oasis and fill the cup with water. Nicolette, I have been lying to you for a, for a while now. And I'm sorry, but... You have to understand that this isn't, this isn't a game anymore. It's not fun and I don't like it. I want it to stop, Nicolette. How did you do that? How does that man have a fish in his head? Bertie, where's Bertie? They're upstairs. I think, I think they're lying too. Eliza threw up and then got really upset and did not sound like Eliza anymore. I heard her yelling. Her voice was different. There was no accent. Yeah. I think we're all liars. 
I haven't lied about anything. If that is your truth. I haven't. Then we should put the thing in the box. Let's get everyone else. And I just start pacing, basically leaving it to her to go get everybody. I start walking up the stairs and I look back one more time and I go to say something to Nicolette and then I just shake it off and keep walking upstairs. Nicolette, you have the piece. Mm -hmm. Would you like to place it in the box now? I'm going to wait for everybody to get downstairs. Okay. Upstairs? (laughs) (sighs) Well, listen, I'm grateful that you let me even go on that long, especially with everything going on. To be honest, with all this shit, Abby, I didn't know what to make of you, okay? She's missing. I went looking for her, and she was just gone. And I haven't been able to find her, and then this letter was the only clue I had. So I put on my good spats, and I came, and I've been doing the best I can. Just... What were you gonna do? If you walked in the front door and I said, oh, hey, Abby, great to see you. Well, first off, I was not expecting to see you here. And then second off, I figured just getting here was enough. That even if I walked in and this this person that had sent the letter didn't recognize the friend they had sent the letter to, at least then I'd be in a place and get some answers. So I I knew I was going to... How long has she been missing? A little more than a week. And so I thought there was a chance. I thought there was a chance that she was here. And so that's why I came. That's why I've been so concerned about the fact that everything in the letter talking about powers and monsters and things and how much it still applies to me and I'm not Eliza. Does Eliza got powers? I don't, I've never seen, I don't know. She's always been very interested in everything that I've been doing, but until here, I've been keeping everything that I could do very quiet because, you know, and I'll kind of look down where Nicolette is pacing and back up and say, because people have a response. So why are you keeping it up? Nobody here but me knows Eliza. I didn't know who was involved. I didn't know, I had a good feeling you were not responsible, but I don't know these other two. And so I figured I'd, keep going as long as I could. That's fair, you got me there. I, I mean, you know, I've really only lied about the one thing, you know. (laughs) Okay, maybe a couple, okay, all right, maybe a couple. I mean, I guess it's, 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 it's too late now. Yeah, it's very, very much too late. You get to be Eliza for the rest of this horrific day. I gotta be honest, every time someone has used that name, it's been a struggle to answer to it. You know this is not... I don't do undercover work. I just show up and talk to people. I just... I am me. I mean, you know how bad this accent has been. I'm surprised no one has called me out on it. I I think it's just been how amazingly bad and fascinating and bad this has been. Everyone's been too distracted. Yeah, that's probably it. And you? What about me? Well, you you took a really bad chomp. Yeah. And you're here. Yeah. I don't know what you're getting at, kid. Well, 
the only thing I know about this place is what was in the letter and what we have found out so far. I've been bullshitting the rest of the way. Is there anything else you know that Eliza would know? No, I came here for Mr. Clement. He asked me to help him, and trust me, I am the bottom of the rung of someone he would probably want help from. So if he asked me, that must mean shit's really bad. So I came to help him. Well, considering how you handled yourself in there, I think you underestimate yourself. I mean, you certainly did better than me, and you've been training me, and you know how bad it's been for me. I'm just happy that... Those are YMCA classes. Those aren't monster fight classes. I had always taken that in order to be able to get out of a situation, not fight things. I've got a gun and a pair of stilettos. That's the best I got. I've got a fishing pole. You want to find out more? What else are we going to fucking do here? Well, I wonder when did he use this? to pull something horrible out. And I would use Janice's gaze on the fishing pole. Uh. Are you coming downstairs? No, not yet, but I will say I haven't been quiet. Okay. So. I'm on my way up the stairs. I don't don't know if you would have heard. And Bertie's voice carries. (laughs) I I don't know if you would have heard everything I've said, but you definitely would recognize that I'm still not talking in an accent. I'm assuming that our conversation, y'all's conversation, were happening happening simultaneously. So as you're casting Janice's gaze is when you're going up the stairs. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just looking directly at you and I give you that, this is totally ridiculous grin. And then my eyes go away. Mm, there she goes again. As you, as the fishing pole, feel your, whatever appendage it is that feels like a hook. As you feel it, cusp under this um, object. You can recognize it as well, the feel of it a bit, of that oyster piece that you had fished as a group, but you had, mm-hmm. Melody had fished out of the bathtub. You feel as it's hooked, the sudden rush of you being reeled in as you pull this item back to the surface and you see as in those quick sort of reflexes you had seen earlier when he had caught the pole, as it sort of flicks up into the sort of surface, um, you see that familiar sort of hand grasp onto the oyster. And as you look around, um, you see that you're somewhere on the mountain, um, but you're standing with Earl on a sort of thick bed of ice on top of a river. And you can see as well under you that sort of hole carved out for you to plunge into. You can also see that as he grabs onto the oyster, from inside the pocket, a tool that you're not entirely sure of its make as you can as most of his hand which is very large covers most of it but as he takes that sort of oyster and drives this tool into the front of it and you can hear some of the shell sort of um, chipping away as well as the meat and the gums sort of being 
squished and fleshed around before the oyster pops open just a bit. And you can hear him as well as he looks back sort of over towards the, what would be like a shoreline, the edge of the lake. Um, and you can see um, that familiar man that um, sort of had the curlied, cued mustache and um, green flannel. From here, you can't make out too many details, but you hear Earl sort of, I found one and I think it'll work. And you can just barely hear someone respond, yeah, bring it back. And for just a flash, you see inside of that oyster, there are two small pearls. That is where your vision ends. From the vision, you can perhaps ascertain both of those figures in the vision. Parts of them were both needed for that terrible piece that was fished up to be completed. What now? They were doing something. Oh, hi. Who were doing something? Also, we're about to put our clam in our magic box, so... <laughs> if you wanted to see. Should they know everything? <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I'm sorry. I'm not Eliza. <gasps> <laughs> Has my accent been really that bad? I mean, no one, no one was gonna say anything. No, truly, you had me fooled until I heard you slip up with the accent. Well, you know, I was a little disturbed with the... Whatever this gelatin is. Yeah, yeah. Remember how he said there's a monster that I had encountered? Looked a lot like that. Yeah, that was not fun. Where did that come from? Inside of me. But you know what? Let's go on down and see what happens with this oyster and we'll, we'll have a talk. Yeah, we'll have a let's talk. go. You all head down and... Um as you all sort of join there. Nicolette, you have it. If you would please place it in the box. Um, do you think perhaps, yes. I think Why you should it? do it. Because this is significantly tied to you. That's fair, I guess. I'm going to use psychology to determine how close she is to a mental breakdown. Okay. The nice. As Birdie, as you place the um, oyster, this odd, strange, wrong-looking oyster in the box, you see as, again, it closes on its own. And in our next chapter, Nicolette, you can ascertain how close uh, Birdie is to Breaking. Yeah. But in any case, <laughs> thank you for using the restroom at the Velvet Lodge. Huh. And uh, we'll see what all of these ladies get up to in the next. Thank you so much for visiting the Velvet Lodge. 
If you have enjoyed your stay, please be sure to leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. Your review may bring new hunters to the lodge looking to experience this story. Until next time, happy hunting.